Borough lose their third game in four, and it's safe to say injuries are really starting to take their toll. It's the Uruguayan curls one in. What is up guys, Matthew here, welcome to another episode of Project Borough and today we are here to discuss Borough's 2-0 defeat at home to second place Ipswich Town, of course an Ipswich side who have absolutely taken the championship by storm since getting promoted from League One, have set records and are undoubtedly one of the most impressive teams we've seen come out of League One ever. And the job Kieran McKenna is doing there is absolutely outstanding. And I was coming into this game really, really intrigued because Carrick and McKenna play identical football. Literally, the, the Ipswich are like Borough in blue and Borough are like Ipswich in red. We are we play identical styles of play. We have very, very attacking and forward-thinking fullbacks, especially focusing our football down the left-hand side. We're both chance-creating machines. The difference this season is Ipswich have been a lot more solid at the back than what Borough have. So I thought this was going to be a game of which we either had a stalemate, where both sides literally cancelled each other out and just kept butting heads and either drew the game or were separated by a moment of quality or an error from one side or the other, or... We were just going to get an absolute goal-fest, all-out, chance-creating, crazy game, which might end for all. And unfortunately for Borough, we were on the wrong side of it. Now, going into the game itself, Borough, of course, absolutely ravaged by injuries. We did have Dale Fry back for this game, but we still had nine senior players out. So this was always going to be an extremely tough task. And in fairness, it was a pretty even game throughout the first half. It was exactly one of the scenarios I predicted it would be and that a lot of us thought it would be. It was literally a game of footballing chess in that first half. Borough couldn't break Ipswich down. Ipswich couldn't break Borough down. Neither side created any clear-cut opportunities. You could tell that Kieran McKenna and Michael Carrick know each other's game and tactics inside out. It was one of the most intriguing nil-nils I'd ever watched. And I was really, really enjoying it just to see who could get the the edge on the other. And I wouldn't say either side were playing at their best. I think Ipswich looked good in moments when they were putting together really nice combinations. Borough had spits and spats, but... I think the problem with Borough today was that we had players playing who have not played much together in certain roles and in certain areas, and our combination play wasn't as slick. So the difference was Ipswich just looked a bit more fluid. They looked a little bit more as a unit than Borough, who, as much as we looked good in spells with the ball, still looked a threat at times. We just weren't as creative. We didn't pause as much of a threat as Ipswich did, and the, you know, whereas their touches were perfect, their passing was perfect, they, they knew exactly where each other would be, Borough weren't quite at that precise level in the first half. Touches would be heavy, passes wouldn't be quite there, 
and we weren't as fluid as Ipswich were. But still, both sides were struggling to get the better of the other. And unfortunately for Borough, the opening goal went the way of the Tractor Boys. It's the story of Borough's season, really. It wasn't a chance that was really that well-crafted. I mean, yeah, there was a ball in from the right-hand side. Hit house and come out to Connor Chaplin. But as a lot of Borough's goals conceded this season, a low XG chance that somehow finds its way into the back of the Borough net. This was 0.03 XG and is another one to add to the ever-growing collection of unbelievable strikes from outside the box or just around the box that find their way into the Borough net. And Connor Chaplin hits it on the volley. It was going straight at Sunny Dieng. A comfortable save for him until it hit Matt Clark on his head. He tried to head it, tried to deflect it. No wrongdoing, but unfortunately for us, the deflection wrong foots Senny Dieng and it goes straight in to the back of the Borough net. And this incredibly tight game was separated by, I guess, a moment of misfortune from a Borough point of view. And that led Ipswich into half-time with the 1-0 lead. And there wasn't anything in the game, essentially. I think both sides will fully admit both could have been better. Both were trying their best but struggling to better the other. Ipswich had the edge. But the second half, I was really disappointed from a Borough point of view. I thought second half, we just didn't get going at all. And I thought we were really, really quite poor in the second half. And I wouldn't say Ipswich were all that great overall. They didn't have to get out of second or third gear. They weren't particularly under any pressure. Borough maybe had a 10... 15-minute spell where we had them under a bit of pressure. We tested their goalkeeper once or twice from a corner. But other than that, Borough didn't really create anything. The best chance, in fact, come in the first half. And this one sums up Emmanuel Atilath, who I will discuss more so when we go through the Borough eleven. But the only chance Borough had created in the first half was a well-crafted move that played in Latilath and he had to hit the target. He put the ball wide, which sums up Latte Lath. And then in the second half, he has a header from a corner that was really, really well saved by the Ipswich Town goalkeeper. Other than that, I wouldn't say Borough really threatened and Ipswich were able to get themselves a second goal on 67 minutes. And again, they they weren't electric, Ipswich. They didn't have to be. And they were simply in second gear and they were able to beat the Borough in the second half. And it was a very easy second goal to concede it was played out from the back Hurst took it away from Clark Chaplin played it in behind Hutchinson was played on side by Lucas Engel who was yards behind the rest of his defensive line I don't quite know how that happened and he puts it past Seni Dieng with ease and to be honest with you at half time Borough 1-0 down I thought we're going to get a goal back at the very most and I said to my fiance live. We're either going to draw one each or we're going to lose 2 0. I thought there's only one goal left in this game. It depends on which way it goes. And unfortunately for us, it went the way of Ipswich. And Borough just never got going. There was never a significant spell in this game where we had Ipswich under pressure, where I felt we had a degree of control. We were very, very passive, very, very slow. We didn't pose a threat whatsoever. And Ipswich's defenders. As great as they are, and I'm going to get on to Ipswich in a little bit, they didn't have the toughest day that they're going to have this season. Borough simply 
didn't lay a glove on them. And that partly is down to some very, very good defending by Ipswich, do not get me wrong. Borough simply could not break them down. But I wouldn't say Borough really looked like they were ever going to break Ipswich down. So, yeah, my overall sort of summary of the game, and there's not much else to really say in the game. I mean, Ipswich had another chance late on, which was well worked, which they put over the bar. Should have arguably been 3-0. Borough huffed and puffed, but as I say, didn't really do anything of serious note. I think for me, the way we've got to look at this game is Ipswich a second in the league. And I think a lot of Borough fans come away from this game really upset with this perspective that we've just lost at home to a side who have come up from League One, which on paper, obviously, you'd say isn't good enough. But you cannot forget how good this Ipswich Town side are. They've set records this season. They are an incredible team, especially at Portman Road. And I think the job Kieran McKenna has done is absolutely outstanding. And don't get me wrong, Ipswich were not at their best today. But if they were, we could have been in absolute trouble. We really, really... The way Borough performed, I think if Borough were at their fully fit best and were fit and firing and were on it, I think Ipswich were there for the taking in terms of us getting something from the game quite easily. But at the same time, I think if Ipswich had have turned it up and played anywhere near their best, they would have just blew Borough away in the way we played today. And there were times where I was sat back and I just had to admire the way Ipswich were playing, the fluidity in which they were playing, the passing, the movement, how good they were defending, when they opted to press, when they opted to sit back. You can just tell... Kieran McKenna has got this side set up unbelievably well. And you just have to look at the players who they've got on paper. And this is no disrespect to the players that Ipswich have got on paper. But a lot of them have come from League One. And McKenna is literally maximising the performance from every single one of them. And they probably weren't at their best here. But I can just imagine now I've seen Ipswich in the flesh. And I've wanted to see them in person since the start of the season, to see if they are the real deal. And although they weren't the real deal, I guess, in this game, I can absolutely see why they would be and have been in other games this season the real deal. It's an incredible job what he's doing. But the perspective I think some Borough fans need to look at this in is this. We've just went up against second in the league. Their full-strength team. We had nine players missing from this game and Carrick was battered after the game he didn't make substitutions quickly enough he wasn't as proactive as McKenna because there was a spell in the second half where Borough was starting to put Ipswich under a little bit of pressure and McKenna noticed that he made some changes and the game went back to sort of an even game once again and Borough's pressure deteriorated after that whereas Carrick took a lot longer to make substitutions but at the same time he didn't have the substitutions to make. You know, on the Borough bench, we had three youngsters from the academy and a goalkeeper and a couple of players who could come on, but not players you would think would make a significant difference. And we had too many players out there today who just had really, really bad days at the office. So it's a tough one with how you look at this. You've, you, it does suck, of course it does, that we lose 2-0 to a side who've just come up from League One, but they are second in the league and they're second for a reason. And we went out there and competed pretty well to start with, with nine players missing from the senior team, who would undoubtedly be starting or be in and around the first team. And we run done by a goal that was deflected 
And then the second goal, yeah, that is a poor goal to concede. So, looking at the Borough team and running through who played then. So, Sonny Dieng was in goal. He got a 5.4 on foot mob, which I think is a little bit harsh. He couldn't do anything for the first goal. The second goal was a 1v1. And I wouldn't say it's which made him make too many saves in this game. That's, I guess, one of the few frustrating things. Ipswich didn't have an XG of even one in this game. They had three shots on target, two of which went in. They only had one big chance and scored two goals. So it's another sort of repeat of a, of a familiar narrative this season, and that is that Borough concede from very little and De Jong didn't have many saves to make, which shows that Ipswich weren't at their chance creating best when you see and compare their XG to other performances this season. But as has been the way this season, what goes towards Borough's goal more often finds its way into the Borough goal. The back four, they were all right. It is a patched up back four. Engel did start on the left-hand side. He was probably one of our only outlets, during the game because the front four just did not click at all today and I think because we didn't have the width on the right hand side because of the threat of Leif Davis down there left the only outlet we had was Engel and the biggest problem with Borough today is even when they played it out to Engel we just weren't wide enough we just kept playing the balls back centrally and we were playing within ourselves every time we would get the ball out wide and we would work the ball well out into the wide areas and into the, the left hand side essentially where the space was it would just come back inside again or go backwards to the defenders or the centre-backs or Senny Dieng. So we just weren't as aggressive down that left-hand side today. And uh, I don't know if that was down to Engel's performance or the tactics or what. But our only outlet was him and we didn't utilise him enough. Matt Clark and Dale Fry. Fry was back in for this game. They were all right on the ball again. Were they at fault? I think Engel maybe is at fault for the second goal because he was not you know, in line with the rest of his defenders, but Clark gets drawn in, the ball's played in behind Fry. They were all right, they didn't make any glaring errors, but of course, yeah, it's not great, some of the goals they conceded. And then Rav, yeah, he was pushed out to the right-hand side once again because we are so depleted at right-back. And yeah, he had a, a tough game, obviously, up against Leif Davis and Broadhead down that left-hand side. I wouldn't say he put too, many, you know, too much of a foot wrong, but, yeah, didn't offer as much going the other way either. I thought midfield, very average. I think that's the story of this Borough performance. I think Barlasa, he did play in Latilath earlier in the match and that created that wonderful opportunity for him that Lath didn't put away. So, Barlasa looked good in moments. But again, I wouldn't say they bossed the midfield. I think they lost the midfield battle. Morsi and Taylor were very much marshalling the midfield and the Borough midfielders were just trying to pick up loose balls and second balls when they could to try and get some sort of a grip on the game never really had that control never dictated the game that much and the three behind Lath and the front four as a whole just were, were miles off it unfortunately for us today Rogers was on the left hand side got a lot of stick Rogers. I thought he did well at times his touch wasn't great in times and yeah he lost the ball but he was putting a lot of effort in and I think at times looked a real threat coming in off of the left hand side and was definitely the best of a very average front four I think Crooks probably had his worst game in a very long time his form's been very very good of late but he just did not get in the game at all couldn't keep hold of the ball his passing was poor he was very clumsy when he lost the ball he made some really rash challenges and arguably could have been sent off I heard he made a horrible challenge on Sam Morsi which I missed um, at the time 
but maybe was lucky to stay on the pitch. I'm not too sure. But just overall had a bit of a shocking game. And I think probably the worst game of the day went to Sam Greenwood, who was so ineffective down that right-hand side. Obviously, Borough, as we know, stricken for options. Jones suspended. There's no one we can really play there. Silvera was the only other option. And maybe we should have started Silvera because he would have offered us more width. But Greenwood offered us no width whatsoever. Every time he received the ball... No confidence, no effort to beat his man. He would cut inside, pass it back. He had no effect on the game whatsoever. Offered us no width at all. And as I say, he was the reason why Borough just started playing so narrow for some reason. And our right-hand side, in the end, was completely ineffective. Ipswich just had to worry about what was happening down our left-hand side. And as long as they kept that quiet, they were absolutely fine. And then they laugh. As we keep saying, we saw the best and the worst of Lath. Last week, he got a brace, took his two chances really well, had a golden one here today and missed the target completely. And I love him at times and then he really frustrates me at others. And I just feel like he just does not have enough to be a prolific striker at championship level. He just isn't. You know, it's so obvious that Borough need a a really, really strong prolific striker in January. We've been seeing it all season trying to get Lath and Coburn to get us enough goals to get us to January. And so far, he's done an all right job, Lath, and the fact that he is on track to, to getting around 20 goals this season. But, yeah, just doesn't do it enough and gets into some really good opportunities and fluffs a lot of them and just doesn't have the composure required. So, yeah, too many players under it, below average, didn't have a great game today. Um, and Ipswich themselves didn't have to be third, fourth gear. They were able to easily maintain control of the game, keep Borough's threats at bay, got the goals when they came, never looked like they were under any significant threat, really. As I say, Borough made two substitutions. Silvera and Bangura come on, didn't really make much of a difference at all. And this is sort of the tale of the game with the stats and the momentum. As you can see, no team ever had a real prolonged period of dominance. Ipswich maybe up to their goal. In the first half, had a decent spell, but Borough did equally at the start of the second half. But no, no team really put the other under huge pressure. Ipswich just obviously got a bit fortunate with their first goal, took their second extremely well. As I say, probably going to be one of their easier games of the season today. They didn't have to work hard to beat this Borough side, if I'm honest. And then, stats-wise, possession very equal, as you would expect. But this is probably the, the most least creative I've seen Borough for a long time. This season, 0.4 xG, seven shots, only the one on target. Didn't really test their goalkeeper at all. Whereas Ipswich had a little bit less of the ball, didn't create much themselves, but as I say, took their chances when they came. So the only benefit for Borough is that it doesn't change much in terms of the Championship League table. Once again, a lot of teams in between us and the playoffs failed to win so the gap between us and sixth is still only three points so we've not lost any ground on the playoffs themselves but there are quite a queue of clubs in between us and sixth place so all of the top three won they've stretched their legs even further away from the rest but that means Sunderland remain on 30 points West Brom lost back-to-back games there on 32 Cardiff 30 Hull 30 who we play on Wednesday night Preston on 29, Watford 28, Blackburn 28, Borough on 27 with Norwich, Bristol City right behind, Coventry only two points behind us now as well, 
the race for the playoffs is tightening up. But a good run of results can instantly fire you into the playoffs, a bad run of results, and you can fall back. And it is now three defeats in four for the Borough. Now, arguably, two of them have been against Leeds and Ipswich, which is fair enough. I think that shows kind of where we are as a team. We're not quite good enough to compete at that top level. I think it was just the Bristol City defeat, which was the really disappointing one. So coming up then, midweek, thankfully, Borough have the chance to bounce back instantly and hopefully get themselves back on track with Hull City at home, who lost to QPR today. So they'll be desperate to bounce back too. Normally, I would fancy Borough in this game, but our injury list is just ridiculous. We'll have Dykesdale back, Jones back, thankfully, from suspension. Hopefully, Dale Fry is still going to be fit enough as well. And, I mean, if McGree or Force or Hackney can just appear from out of, out of the blue and be available, that would really, really help. But, yeah, this is the first time I can safely say Borough have looked leggy. The injuries have caught up with us, and we just looked nowhere near it in this game. You've got to credit Ipswich, absolutely. You can still see when we played them today how they are such a good team and they were a joy to watch in times. But I think even the most diehard of Ipswich fan would admit they didn't have to be at their swashbuckling best to beat Borough. But they were all as impressive all the same. So that is it for this episode of Project Borough. I'll be back midweek to discuss the result against Hull. I do feel like we need to make the most of our home games while we have them. I just hope we get some bodies back because we are starting to really, really struggle with the lack of some of the players out at the moment. And uh, hopefully we can creep nearer to the playoffs once again. We're lucky we've not lost any ground on the playoffs in the last two defeats that we've had. And we can pick our form back up starting midweek. But until then, guys, if you've enjoyed this video, do hit the like button and subscribe. If you're a Borough fan, an Ipswich fan or a neutral fan, do let me know in the comment section below. As I say, you can subscribe to me on YouTube and across all podcast providers. And if you do choose to listen to this on your podcast provider, I would love you guys to give me a rating. That would be absolutely fantastic. And subscribe to me over on your podcast provider of choice as well. But until next time, guys, I'll be back midweek for hopefully a positive result at home to Hull City. But until then, do take care and I'll see you all in the next one.